Christina, it's on. It's, it's on. It's, we start this every, every week. We can, start I, can I just this. ask before you do oh, that? God. What's happened to your hair? You look like you've had an electric shock. I have. It's wonderful. It's like a cartoon character, all kind of sticking. Well, what little there is of it, it's all sticking up on end. I realise I'm, you know, really people in glass houses and all that, but it is hilarious. It's, it's a mad inventor look. We, we have to also, I keep forgetting to take a photograph at the end of this. So we, we have to oh, God, I have a photograph. I'm not going to forget taking a photograph at the, to see, as long as you're here. It just, you've had some kind of static electric shock. I know what it is. It's the excitement yeah, of being sat next to. Today's guest, are we all on Shireen? No, 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 I was thinking of Lewis Schaefer deep down, that's what ah. it was. Uh, yes. Anyway, so it's the event. He, he uh, was on Facebook earlier she, today. She, she he said the whole time. She's, uh, he's going to New York, and he said, send what? me proposal. He's going to New York in a couple of weeks, so, and he said, uh, send me a proposal. Send me proposals. So I wrote, will you marry me? <laughs> Apparently not. He's not interested. Spurned by Lewis Schaefer. There we are. That's the height of the comedy in this podcast. Yep. Sorry, have Is we it... done the date? No, we haven't. No, All right, no. do the date, John. It's awful when she interrupts me. We're, we're now Go one, on, minute, do the date, one minute and nine seconds in now. Right, do the date. It's the 11th of January. Yes. Pause. 19, no, 2000, and, no. Is it? 2016. 17. 17. Oh, my. right, start again, John. And she's Kate Copstick, a woman with her finger on the pulse of history. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm John Fleming, and our special guest, which I can't pronounce, is... Ariane Shireen. Not Ariane. Now, so why don't you pronounce it then? You do it. Ariane. I had pretentious parents. Ariane. No, you had English parents. But A R I A N N E. Ariane. A R I A N E. Ariane. A R I A N E. Ariane. Well, that's half the podcast gone. <laughs> right, okay. Or, or Arane. And, and what do you mean I had English parents? I had parents that were from everywhere but England, East Africa. So my mum was born in Mombasa. Then my dad was born in Pennsylvania, in the US. But brought up elsewhere. But moved to California when he was two. Uh-huh. And my mum was originally from Iran via India. Well, Iran, Iran in the 13th century, perhaps. Well, in the, no, 800. Is it eight, even worse? 800 then? AD. Because what and is she? She's not an Indian, she's a... Parsi. Yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. which, which means... It means the food is ever so much better. <laughs> it means the curries are absolutely bloody delicious. <laughs> do Iranians have curries? That seems a bit bizarre. Parsi, oh, well, just a, oh my God, the Parsi food is unbelievable. It's fabulous. Do you cook, Ariane? I do, which is why I'm so fat and need to. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. But no, it's fine. Um, the, there's apparently a restaurant called Dishoom that does Parsi food. What, like a sneeze? It's in Hoxton. Oh, oh, Hoxton. Doesn't surprise mm. me. Yeah. yeah. Right, passing well. food, but Hoxton, but, you know, things around about. P- passing food. I make a point of not even knowing how to get to Hoxton. Because well, it's safer that way. <laughs> well, you, it's safer. Well, you get a job in the media, don't you? Is that not media. the way? Media, yes. Anyway, so uh, the reason uh, Ariane. Ariane. Ariane? Yes. Let's just call you Ari. We can either call you Ari or On. No, we've been through all this. <laughs> right? No, Ari, it sounds like Ari H. Corbett or something. It doesn't work. We right. call her Ari. Yeah. Right. Ariel. Ariel, yeah. Well, Ariel. <laughs> Ariel. To, our, yeah. to my generation, Ari H. Corbett. Uh, and the reason she was on originally was because uh, uh, you've been in and out of comedy. Go through the historic details of this. So I did six months on the circuit in 2003. And I got to the final of competition and then I gave up. The final of what competition? Loving Horse. Oh, right, okay. And I gave up before performing in the final. Why? Because I thought Steve Bennett was going to give me a bad review. The editor of Chortle. Oh, for God. Well, I'll say sorry, carry on. I'll try. Tell you what we'll do. 
you give us your entire history and I will, I'll try and not be vocally <laughs> outraged and irritated beyond measure before the end. Right. But so, so you've assumed you know what Steve Bennett was going to say about you. Well, I've just started, I just started writing for telly uh -huh. and the internet was kind of in its infancy. And I thought that if the first result a producer saw when they Googled me was Ariane Shireen is not funny, then they wouldn't hire me. So it would jeopardise my TV sitcom writing career. So, okay. yeah, so I decided to give up and stay uh, with a more lucrative career, albeit not as fun a career. And I did that for six years. And, and what were you writing? I was writing, I wrote, I was on the writing team for my family, uh, two pints of lager and a pack of crisps. Uh, I wrote for Countdown for two years. Um, I wrote for various children's shows like the story of Chase, Tracy Beaker and the new worst Ooh. witch and stuff like that. How can you write for Countdown? It's a cool. quiz. Oh no, you have to be joking. These these have always. I have a very good friend. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you I, don't. I know, I do. Just the one, <laughs> and he's in America. So you know, he doesn't. He went to America. What are you do? Ever I'm, since we started, sorry, I'm trying to get Ariane has been squeaking has been squeezing a packet of Splenda oh, and now come out of that end. And now there's oh, five of them have just gone into her cup of coffee. No, honestly, right. So it's like I wasn't sure where the orifice was and it was like trying to take a shit out of your mouth. It just wasn't happening. But there we I go. I think we've all been there. <laughs> so now that's seven, you put seven Splenda. Yeah. Well they say that it's like one um, spoonful of coffee, but it's calorie free. One spoonful of sugar. That's what I mean. That's what yes. I mean. In my coffee. But it's one spoonful. Seven, yeah, seven one, spoonfuls one, of sugar. It doesn't taste that sweet. One spoonful. I'm going to have to taste this. I'm sorry. Well, I think we might have got off subject even sooner than normal. Taste it at the end. Okay. <gasps> so we, we got it. Well, yeah, on, so hang on. So we've, we've got um, your. You've had a, a lucrative and highly successful career writing for. Top rating shows. Uh, top rating, and my humble opinion. Terrible. One for, well, <laughs> my family was beyond dreadful. It was, I mean, no, so it, it was funny. unbelievably it was successful. So but surely it set back the course of sitcom by about a hundred years. For a BBC sitcom, it was very funny. Well, it was an American sitcom, really, wasn't it? It was deep down. It was an American sitcom. It was just yeah. When you're looking at like Mrs. Brown's Boys and stuff. Well, no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm look, anyway, sorry. Carry on. So you were that. Then you tried stand up then you thought Steve Bennett was going to ruin your career <laughs> with one of his vicious, vituperative yeah. reviews. Yeah. Uh, so you gave up uh, before reaching the final of a competition. Then what happened? Steve Bennett is actually very nice. Um, he's lovely. He's a lovely man. And he just got married. Congratulations. Oh, I, I know. It's lovely. With so he got married to someone that he met online. That's very nice. Really? Yeah. It oh. gives me hope. Well, there we are. No, you can't marry Steve Bennett. He's already married. You see, if you'd moved a little bit quicker, you'd been a little bit quicker off the mark there, you might have been able to marry him. But well, now, said, he's married. Steve, you gave me an awful review. You have to give me hot sex to make up for it. I'm sure. Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> no, um, he's very happy and I'm very happy. So it's well, are you very happy, Ariane? Well, are you? newly happy. Tell us more. Nearly or newly? I met both. I met a man last night. Last oh my God, which is why she wasn't at the Grouchy Club Live. Exactly. You were off having hot sex. No. You oh. can't have hot sex on the first date. What are you like? 
Well, I'm like me. What? No, no, no. I'm bisexual. Oh right. Sorry. I think pay you'll pay attention, find... listeners. <laughs> I think you'll. F- oh no, lesbians are a nightmare. Oh. I mean, good God, you've got to give them a fucking blood sample before the whole sex thing. Uh, plus, promise that you and your cat and them and their cat will live together forever. Really? Yeah, and then they dump you anyway. Oh no. Um, good thing is I'm not bitter. But <laughs> I've never seen the point in not shagging on a first date. Uh-huh. Aren't, aren't you just... You, you, you could be wasting an awful lot of time. I... Yeah, I get your point. But Is it the Parsee thing? No, it's that I need sex to... Do you know, it's, it's awful. Oh, don't tell me, you need it to be meaningful. I do need <gasps> it to be meaningful. I know it sounds oh, like really... Gosh. But I really do, I really do need it. And I think that when sex is just a physical transaction, it... It cheapens the whole thing. <laughs> oh, but that's like, that's like saying that... Um, that's like saying that if someone makes you a cup of coffee, it can't be a really good cup of coffee unless they really care about you and you really care about them. <laughs> it's just a cup of coffee. No, that analogy is... It could be the best cup of coffee you've ever drunk. You don't need to know the person. You don't even need to know their name. No, I do, because in order to get turned on, I need to find their mind sexy. Oh, dear. As well as... Really? Yes. Yes, totally. So, so you could have phenomenal sex with, with a, just a, some, toad, some hobbit-like uh, furry toad... In a wheelchair with a theory of time. Yeah, exactly. If, if, he had, if he had a wonderful mind, I don't believe that for a second. I do not believe that. In, in fact, I know that's not the case. I think it's possible to want to be physically attracted to someone and to maybe request that he wax his toes. Uh-huh. If he has hairy toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I don't mind hairy toes. It's fine. Really? Yeah, hairy mm. backs is bad. Hairy yeah. backs is horrible. Yeah. Actually, last night at the Greater Club, we were discussing hairy balls. Mm. Hairy back tends to mean hairy balls, don't you find? There was the joke that that's what Angela Merkel called Ed Balls, hairy balls. Uh, oh, hair, oh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. He's probably waxed all over by now. He's done strictly. <laughs> he will be waxed to within an inch of his know, life. Do you know, British celebrities, they go to the States, and I know he didn't, but they go to the States and they become cordonized and they get slimmer and they have a fake tan and they have their teeth done and they, we lose them. Yes, yes. Ricky Gervais as well. Stephen Fry? Mm. No, I think you're... Because, I, because I, I think probably if you go there and you want to do... You want to climb the slippery pole of, uh, you know, media success there or, or entertainment world success there, and, yeah, you have to... Did you say Corbynized? Well, like Trump's been Corbynized. No, Corbynized. <laughs> oh, just, you know, it's not funny, it's tragic. What the fuck is Jeremy up to these days? You're still doing your song about him. I am, yeah. Well, he's making an absolute pig's ear. No, of, but... Every he, time he opens his mouth He's now. being misquoted. Has he? He's being misquoted. Like, when he says, ideally, there'd be a, some sort of salary cap, and everybody's like, oh, he wants to slash everybody's salary yep. to 30 grand, and it's, like, not true, but the press will jump on him. Yes, but hasn't he just done U-turns on... I mean, he's virtually going around in a circle. Well, I find it far too depressing to keep up with, to be honest. Right, OK. Sake, so no, I, I, I think I'm with you there, but I, I was so pro-Jeremy, oh. and now he just seems to have turned oh. into a gibbering wreck. Too brutal. I know, well, <laughs> yeah, brute, I think. Brute. But I, 
he just does seem to, and it's tragic because he's, he seems like the only decent human being in the whole of Westminster. But you said the press jumped on him, you jump on him. Oh, steady. I would jump, I would, but not because I've just met somebody, so I wouldn't, but, you know. So what's going to happen to your song? I love Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. Well, I'm hoping that this person will be understanding of the fact that I need to make risque comedy videos for my career and for my sanity and to have fun. Mm-hmm. But... Um, this is the sanity clause. <laughs> <laughs> but... Everybody knows that there ain't no sanity clause. <laughs> What is it? Just, if you can just fight your way through the... Inspired by... You know it's the Marx Brothers. It's fight um, your way through the cobwebs to that joke. No, it's the Marx Brothers. <laughs> famous, famous Marx Brothers. The party of the first part. The party of the first part. Yeah, so I think... Let me get, you're, you're seriously considering, you know, changing your professional output to suit somebody you met last night. No, I'm just hoping. Is that the sound of a a boiling pot I hear with (laughs) a bunny in it? No, it's not. It's just that you have to be mindful of other people's feelings. Why? Since when? She's made an entire career of not doing this. (laughs) You only met him last night. Right, what do we know about him that you can tell us? He's male. He's very nice. Very nice. You see, in me, in Copstick's world, black mark already. Kind. Afro-Ameri- oh, Afro-American mark. Smart. Uh huh. Gentle. Oh, gentle. Dear. Funny. How do we know gentle? Okay, probably gay. I would say. No, actually. Does he still live with his mum? No. When I met him, he was so good-looking. I wondered if. Wow. Know, but he's. So, um, so all the heteros are ugly. No, John. Just most. Question. <laughs> She's question looking at me. Personal grooming. She's looking at me. Um, and you, this was an online... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Plenty More um, Fish or one no, of those things? No, God, no, Guardian. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Guardian's so expensive but worth it. You put an advert in? Oh, well, no, I didn't put an advert in. I put a profile up. And oh. everybody, you know, other people put profile. I have met, naming no names, I have met top comedy people on the Guardian website. Really? Yep, 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 yep. Who does that again? It's where, shush, it's like the whole media goes on the Guardian website to find a partner. I'm not joking. It's like a kind of trade secret. You could get sponsorship for this. Yeah, well, no, I tell you what, no, never mind sponsorship, you could get blackmail. You could make a fortune. <laughs> What's it worth? No. Really? Yeah, do you want to try my coffee? I, I just want to taste it. This is, you can um, finish it. No, 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 I don't want, I suspect it will be disgusting. With a sweetener in. It's not that sweet, is it? It is fruity. Yeah, but it doesn't taste that sweet, does it? No. Exactly. See, you were like... You okay, it is... But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a hideous chemical aftertaste. That's pretty Which is though. not... Well... Which is not uh, coffee. So, anyway, there we were at the start of your career. You'd just given up because you thought Steve Bennett, who you now know to be a lovely man... Uh, would give you a bad review and it would ruin your career. What did you do after that? So then I went into journalism and I... Comedy journalism or...? Yes, so um, my, yeah. friend, my yeah. friend Charlie Brooker, oh. who... <laughs> well, it helps to have friends like Charlie Brooker. <laughs> no, he, he was asked by The Guardian. Nepotism. Did, ah, did you meet him online in The Guardian? Was this... This is Charlie 
Give us a job, Charlie. No. Or I'll tell them how we met online, no. Charlie. No, 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 Can no. Can I just say Guardian no. Lonely Hearts, Charlie? No. Was it the KGB about Mr Trump? No. Sorry, we're interrupting you. So, Charlie Brooker. Yes, he's a lovely, lovely man. He's been so kind to me. And the Guardian... Very clever, very funny. He is. He's wonderful. And the Guardian uh, comment section asked him, because he was a columnist, mm-hmm. whether he could recommend any comedy writers to write for the comment section because it was not known for its comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, yes, how about Ariane Shireen? And, um, he even pronounced your name properly. Amazing, he did, amazing. yes, um, on pain of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I wrote for them for two and a half years, had a massive nervous breakdown, had a child. Um, was that related? No. Um, well, the child was related to it. <laughs> child was related to the nervous breakdown, but I'm so no, glad. I'm so glad that the oh, related to me, yes, mm-hmm. both. Hilarious. But I'm so glad that uh, everything went Pete Tong for me because I um, I did not conceive the child with Pete Tong. No, that, well done. We Could we just that establishing that clear. or Charlie Brooker? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. And I had uh, a lovely child, and then I became a single mum, and um, then I went back to comedy once I got my head straight again. Okay. And it was wonderful. And um, that was what then been in the last year. Yeah. Well, first off, I did an album called um, Beautiful Filth. And uh, I asked John if he'd like to do a blog about it, and we became firm friends. She'd never heard of me. No, I had. Well, I think I was just Facebook friends with you. No. I reviewed the album. You did no, review no. it, and you didn't know me at the time. And I'd know. It was. I got it. I got given it Shall to I review. You to? By the erotic <laughs> review. You did, because I knew. Um, and. Yeah. And I. It was. I, I, I mean, I remember what I said because I thought the songs, many of the songs, were so clever. I mean, the the lyrics were just clever, clever, clever. You know, smart stuff. Have I said how much I love you? <laughs> and I'll leave um, you together. Usually, I like to fuck first and then establish whether somebody <laughs> loves me afterwards. Um, and the 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 only what I. What I was challenged by, the, the, the delivery, the, the production was very sugary sweet all the way through. And I, I just thought, this, these songs, these lyrics, deserve something, a, a, a performance that was slightly edgier. Right, right. But I, probably if I'd seen you, what you don't get on a recording, and when you've never met the person is, you don't get the twinkle. Right. You know what I mean? You don't... You, I'm just going, you know, why is this girl just, you know, singing like a, a girly, girly sweet singer? If I'd known you, I'd go, well, there's tongue-in-cheek there. Yeah. Well, at least. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, do you still do those songs? I do still do those songs, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I've still got the album in my, in my desk. <laughs> It's, oh, I just thought it was, that's so nice. and it was really, for, for an album that, uh, or, or for somebody creating something out of the blue, also the production values were very high, you know, because normally people go, yeah, um, I put this up on YouTube, see what you think, and it's them, you know, sitting in their wardrobe to help the acoustics, <laughs> you know, banging on a paint pot and singing <laughs> along, and you go, well, you have to imagine the production values, but this had... 
And then, then you everything. And then you were going to do another album preceding an Edinburgh show this year, weren't you? I was, but I didn't have the money because I was massively in debt. And now I'm not in debt anymore, but I've decided that I don't want to spunk 10 grand on an Edinburgh show. So I'm going to do videos instead. Right. Um, but, I mean, the thing with comedy is I think you have to accept that you're probably not going to make any money from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, you do it for the love of it. Mm-hmm. And you do it because it's fun. Yeah. Um, and if you make some, that's a bonus. Yep. Um, but equally, because I have a five-year-old, yep. because I have outgoings, I can't just go, here's a load of money, and it might happen, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. And I might get great reviews, I might have shit reviews, but I'm just going to put that up. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, videos, uh, much cheaper. Um, can buy props and sell them. Um, what, what sort of videos? Music videos? Music videos like Love Song for Jeremy Corbyn, which oh, John is wow. starring in, and he's Fantastic. growing his beard back. And yes. I'm losing my stomach and adding a beard. <laughs> and I'm cavorting. Well, he's cavorting topless with me. He thought that Oh I was... my God! She, she said, Do you want to do a topless video with me? I said, Yes, immediately. She said, oh. It was only later she pointed out I was the topless one. Oh. Do you know, before this happened, yes. I contacted the biggest lookalikes agency in the country, Susan Scott, mm-hmm. and I said, Susan, I'm looking for a Jeremy Corbyn lookalike, <coughs> yep. and I've noticed you've got some on your books. You've got several on your books. Yep. Um, how much would it cost? And she said, £600 for three hours plus expenses. I can't, I can't afford £600 for three weeks. John, well done. He's, he's giving you a <laughs> knockdown rate, presumably. Is he? <laughs> but well, John, John, I'm thinking okay. career... No, I've been there, North Korea, great place. I recommend it highly <laughs> for holidays. You might you know, turn up someplace, um, deny everything you've just said ten minutes ago. But uh, the, the trouble is, if, if she's saying, uh, because of the way I look, she's going to say, this is in the future sometime when Jeremy's gone a bit to seed. Yeah, I was going to say... Oh, I was going to cool. say, well... <laughs> no, because oh. John was saying that she, he doesn't look like Jeremy Corbyn that much. And I said, don't diet, because he's 66 and I don't want... He's on this crazy diet of toast and Red Bull. He's That's, doing it for you. No, I know, but I don't want he him to. He's doing it for you, Ariane. Can, can you imagine if he dies, I will feel so awful. Well, exactly. exactly. So I told him, don't diet, and what we'll do is to just stay 14 and a half stone or whatever, and we will... Oh, they're brutally frank. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, well, anyway, sorry, John. Um, <laughs> stay, stay twelve stone. And Briefly, I, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the start of the video, we will go. The year twenty twenty. Jeremy Corbyn is still Labour leader. He is newly divorced and has let himself go a bit. Newly divorced is a bit of your fantasy. You isn't have it? To I be... think that's that's cruel and a tad unnecessary. I think I think the fact that it's twenty twenty four, we're immediately going. <laughs> Oh, it's in the future. He's a bit older. Lovely. I think that's all we need, Ariane. I think that's needlessly, needlessly. I think we should have sort of John Fleming in big letters and stars as, and in lower letters, Jeremy Corbyn, I think. He's he's younger than Jeremy Corbyn. You you have that thing. I'm younger than springtime. You have that thing at the bottom with your or and. The one where you get your or your and. (laughs) With a special appearance by. As. and, And introducing. John Fleming as Jeremy Corbyn. Do you know, I've asked a few political journalists to appear in the video, and everybody is so anti-Corbyn now that they're all really? like, oh, I can't, I oh, won't really? be good for my career. Because yeah. we, were, we, were, we were talking about getting a, a sort of press pack and, yeah, uh, and, and, they won't do and it. celebrities. They won't. He's, he's a sure. genuinely decent human being. Is that what's wrong he's, with him? Exactly. He's too nice. People don't trust nice politicians. I think a country gets the politicians they deserve. Yep. And look. I'm, yeah, exactly. Jeremy Corbyn. 
Well, I, it's it's um, but, but it's you, tragic because he's a. I see, he's a decent human being. He's wonderful, and I think that I think that there are two things: the public get kind of uncomfortable because they expect politicians to be evil, conniving, yep. duplicitous bastards. Yep. And they're like, oh no, this bloke actually seems nice mm. and that's a bit weird and we don't trust that. Also, I think it's the pacifist thing. They are worried because this country, it's not religious, but it's traditional. Yep. And they, this country is, I think, largely uh, made up of, of monarchists or royalists. Yeah. Um, largely, they want people to pay lip service to religion, even yes. if they don't want them to embrace it. Yeah. Um, and they also don't like the idea that if we were invaded, Jeremy Corbyn would be like, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to be a pacifist. And yes. I don't think that, that he would. Uh, I, I think, mean, yeah, I mean, I think he's just not into galloping off all over the globe pointlessly, invading exactly. other people's countries and bombing them back into the Stone Age. Exactly. That's and what if, made Britain great. You know, and if we had a World War... Time to change, John, time to change. <laughs> if we had, like, another World War Two, yeah. then he would, of course, do what's right and defend... Oh, of course, if there are bad guys. Yeah. But bad guys are not peasants living in the, you know, upper highlands of Syria. Um, or of Scotland. Or in Scotland. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not parochial. I think you're. No, I'm very much a globalist, Ariane. Very much a globalist. There's a flashback to 1745 there for a second. <laughs> 1746. <laughs> uh, but you also wrote a, a, love, a love letter to Jeremy Corbyn in The Spectator. I did. Well, which was, was admired by both sides, I believe, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. It was because, because it's a conservative magazine. Somebody ah, was right. like, oh, God, I thought this was serious for a minute, but now I realise it's satire. Ah. I read Comedy Writer and I've realised it's all a big joke and it's like, it's not a joke. I was uh, totally heartfelt. Yep. Like, but um, I talked about how I wanted to um, uh, buy fair trade coffee at the co-op with him yep. and lie in bed um, wearing our Palestine Solidarity Campaign t-shirts reading The Morning Star. It's sounding and lovely. It, it doesn't it? That's quite it, an idyllic. <laughs> oh, what, can I come? Um, Could we make it a threesome? Can I come? Can well, we make it a threesome? No, you should see her. You should have seen her face, dear listener, in Guatemala when I said that. <laughs> Nausea would probably no. be the closest description. And I perked up. No. <laughs> can, can I come? Let's have a threesome. I, I perked up. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> you mentioned campaign said. Do we talk about the campaign you did? You did a very successful campaign. I did. Global. But, global. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah. But I, to be honest... I'd be really happy if I never had to talk about atheism again because it's... You just talked about it. Well, you just talked about it. I just clarified it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just what everybody wants to talk to me about and I've done... And they don't want to talk to me about the fun stuff, which is what you're talking to me about. And ah, that's all right. the fun yeah. stuff. John, so. put out your hand. But don't talk to me about fun stuff. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like when a pop just star just a hand this time don't do a <laughs> when a pop star has like a really cheesy hit and then they release some like serious album that, that yeah. they love better and yep. everybody wants to talk about the cheesy hit and well, then no, if cool. I'd ever met David Bowie I would only have wanted to talk about the laughing gnome I, th I think it was his career high, quite frankly. Well, I only ever saw him once perform, and he was David Jones then, so I'm that old. Wow. wow. Yes. Did he do The Laughing Gnome? I think it was before The Laughing Gnome, <gasps> possibly. He, he did mime. He did mime. It was a Tyrannosaurus Rex concert at, I think, the Festival Hall or, oh, uh, wow. or Queen Elizabeth Hall or somewhere, and the supporting act. Mickey Finn and Mark Boland. No, no. Makeup. No, no, no. This is uh, uh, someone Peregrine took. 
and they're Mark Bolin. Oh. You're, you're talking about T-Rex. This was Tyrannosaurus Rex. Ah. Ah, yes, yes. Steve, Steve Peregrine Took and Mark Bolin, and the supporting act was David Jones. Wow. Uh, uh, doing mime. Those were the days, doing, doing my mime. friend. We thought they'd never end. Doing mime. Sing so and dance. So he, was, he was unlikely to sing, probably, doing mine. <laughs> he has such a lovely voice. <laughs> oh, oh, can you sing, Copsting? No, can. You can totally sing. It's amazing. No, 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 no. I bet uh, you can well, sing. There's no business like show business. <laughs> I've forgotten the words. There's... No. no business like show business. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be drawn into it, John. But you're, you're very keen on some time, aren't you? I am very keen on Whereas some time. the lovely Ariane is very keen Ariane. on... You, you were brought up listening to... Was uh, Tom Lehrer. Tom Lehrer. Oh. oh, my God. Right, Tom Lehrer. I've got a When it's springtime, you'll see my sweetheart and me as we're poisoning <laughs> pigeons in, in the park. park. Yes. And maybe and we'll do in a squirrel or two as we're poisoning pigeons in the park. And the interesting, of course, we'll is... We'll murder he, them he, all amidst laughter and merriment. Except for a few we'll take home to experiment. experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe some why she's got this sort of uh, uh, career and she's carved out of a, a, a sophisticated musical comedian with great lyrics because she was brought up as a baby yeah. listening, listening Oh, you're so kind. No, my dad used to sing to me. My dad died in November and he used to sing to me like lullabies uh, when I was tiny. Uh, lullabies sing, like pigeons in the park. You'd sing, yeah, you, I take your hand in mine, oh, dear, yes. I press it to my, my lips. lips and then I take a dainty bite out of your fingertips. Yes. And, um, Basically. My joy would be complete, dear, if you were only here. But still, I keep your hand as a precious souvenir. And the interesting thing, of course, is you were telling me that, in fact, Tom owns all his own copyright and doesn't doesn't care about yes. it. Any, anyone can do it. Wow. So I want to use really? his, I want to use his lyrics in a book, and I've written oh. to him. I've written to him. I've written to his Brilliant. address, and I said to him... Brilliant. I, I wrote him a great big long letter telling him all about my life and my dad and stuff, and I said that I wanted to be his pen What's your favourite Tom Lehrer song? It's... Well... It's got to be the two that they played at my dad's funeral. So one is I Hold Your Hand in Mine. Oh, yes. I and don't the... tell me we will all go together when we go. Yes! Hey! yes. <laughs> how does that go? <laughs> Given the fact it's free, how does that go? Oh, God. And it was, it was literally like we would all fry together when yeah. we fry, as my dad was being cremated. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mass participation in this grand incineration. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> when, when the world becomes uranious... We will all go simultaneous. We will all go together when we go. It takes very little to get her to sing, you know. I know. I love the old dope peddler. It's just... How does that go? It's, it's such a sweet-sounding song. How does that go? And it's all about a drug dealer. I can't possibly how remember it, John. But, no, how wonderful. So you're going to... In the show that you're now not going to do, you were going to... Um, I was writing a book and I was going to ah. put, I wanted to put his lyrics in it because they're, um, they're talking about this, this man and woman are talking about what they want as their wedding song mm-hmm. and they decide um, she wants to have um, When You Are Old and Grey mm. <laughs> yep. well, I, well I still appreciate you let's find love when we may because I know I hate you when you are old and grey mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a novel isn't it? Uh, yes, it is a novel, um, but it's 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 going incredibly slowly. I don't know if it'll ever come out. But you know what I've what I've discovered is that you should do stuff if it's fun and not do stuff if it's not fun because it won't make you any money. <laughs> it's a, yes, you're absolutely correct. Because you were going to be doing a book about adventures in in um, in comedy. What was it called? Uh, adventures of a stand-up comic. Um, well, I, I still might I still might compile them all. Commissioned and... by who is it? Commissioned by. 
commissioned by yeah. oh it was on your tour which, which, which is run by ah oh, Steve, Steve Bennett yeah. <laughs> this is what My we call a, a callback in the train <laughs> oh I like Steve Bennett so yeah, much. normally it works more smoothly than that <laughs> of course yeah. so when did so did he he never actually did give you a bad review he never did, but he might do because I'm performing in the Musical Comedy Awards and he's judging. So ah. I mean, I think he's just he's the final. So if I get to the final, then he'll judge it. How marvelous! So yeah. who else is in? So it's what, like Rachel Paris, all these? No. So I think they've already kind of gone through it. Ah. And and so now, I mean, the only name that I recognised was Rosie Holt. Oh yes. Um, yeah. But you're doing this sort of awards thing. But in fact, you have performed this in the West End with. Uh, to mention. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> at this at this point, Copsy ran on ran off in the Mamma Bay Shari Emporium in London to stop people shouting in the background. She then returned with blood on her hands and a, ni- and a knife. Right. And here she is. Oh my God! You tell me more. To mention came on and did a tiny little duet with me, but it was just a line of the song that I was singing. I sang. Um, do you know Simon Singh, the science writer? Yes. So he was sued by the British Chiropractic Association. Um, for saying that chiropractic was bogus okay. in a Guardian piece, uh-huh. and they were trying to sue him for libel. Uh-huh. So it was a big benefit gig for him. Okay. And I wrote um, the Simon Singh song about <laughs> Simon <laughs> Singh. And um, yeah, and it was all about uh, how he was brilliant. Um, oh. And he's got very bad hair. So it went, <laughs> but we're going to sing about Simon Singh, but he's not the Pope, so we won't kiss his ring. <laughs> he fights for what's right, although his hair's wrong, so we'll spend tonight in a Simon Singh song. Uh-huh. And it was great because the whole crowd sang along. We put the lyrics up. Oh, wonderful. And it was the whole of Cambridge Theatre. And, it was, and Tim Minchin. Yes, and Tim Minchin. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, it was one of the highlights. It was the highlight of my career, and then I went and had a massive nervous breakdown the week later. <laughs> so, because because it was just so exciting and so wonderful, and it just massively. It wasn't that that triggered my anxiety, but I was like on a massive high, and then suddenly I was like massively low. But um, I think all performers go through it. I, not all performers, maybe not to that extent. When you see nervous breakdown, what happened? Oh, uh, you know. Because it always, it, it, people say nervous breakdown, you go, what? It's not like um, you can break a leg no, or break a... No, so, You don't go, um, now I, I know when my leg's broken because I can't walk on it and yeah. there's a lot of pain okay. and it's in a plaster. But when it's a nervous breakdown, like, what do you feel and what happens and how do you know when you're better? Okay, so um, uh, I was... Okay, so I was so nervous, I couldn't stop going to the toilets. Ah. Um, both ends... Right. I was literally going to the toilet every sort of 10 minutes um, and it was really awful um, and I couldn't stop shaking. I was visibly shaking Whoa. Um, all the time. Um, I couldn't sleep. Um, I couldn't eat. I lost a lot, a lot of weight. Um, and so something good came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, this. I didn't need to. I didn't oh, right. need to lose the weight. So I was down to like nearly seven stone. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so then I got put on these antipsychotics. Wow. And they took the edge off slightly and made me sleep for like 14, 16 hours yep. a day. Because they were like enough to knock out a horse. Yep. Um, um, and but I was then I got pregnant. Um, and I um, when I was six months pregnant, I was so suicidal because I was convinced that everybody was trying to kill me. I thought the government were trying to kill yeah. me. I thought MI5 were trying to kill me. 
Um, and then like some like comforting souls were like, well, maybe they are. Just thinking oh, that lovely, they were. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was really yeah. helpful. <laughs> no, you're not mad. They actually are. <laughs> and because of the like all the hate mail that I got during the campaign. And that's partly why oh, I don't really like talking yeah, about the campaign. You, you, actually have, you haven't said what the campaign was. So I did an atheist, an atheist campaign with atheist advertising, right. and it ran all around the UK on buses and tubes, and then it went around the world. I remember. Yes, in I remember. The atheist bus campaign. Yeah, so. I remember that. And Richard Dawkins got on board, literally and figuratively, yep. and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was like it was massive, and it it generated that. Yeah. it generated more national and international press than other, any other campaign that year and the bus driver refused to drive the bus and they, that made the press Whoa. and then these Christians came out with the, you know alternative adverts saying there's definitely a god yep. and, yeah so it was all a great big hoo-ha but it's not what I'd like to be known for I'd like no, to be no, known no, absolutely. for you know yeah. like comedy so um so yeah but I mean it was it was so bad that when I was six months pregnant I was on suicide forums trying to find somebody who well, would help yep. help me yeah. <laughs> and it's just um and, and then what was there like a click and everything was okay or I met an amazing psychiatrist mm-hmm. after um I gave birth because they really kind of take things seriously after yep. you give birth Abs- yes yeah and um he was wonderful and he um put me on a drug called Pregabalin. Um, oh, along... my goodness. Yeah, are you on it? No, 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 I'm not. Well, I I know it, it, it's got a lot of bad press, hasn't it? It gets a lot of bad press. But when it works, it, it really works. Yeah, it really works amazingly for me. But the funny thing was, he was going to take me off my meds and put me onto these meds. Uh-huh. But there was a crossover period. And during that crossover period, I was fine. But when I was just on that med, I... I went downhill okay. again, so it was only by sheer good fortune love, right. that there was like two days. Ah, um, when you were on... Days, when I was on both. Uh, but, uh, and I've been on them ever since, and now I'm on a wonderful drug called clomipramine, and that um, just completely sorts out my irrational thoughts. And, wonderful. Um, so I'm on all three of them, and I have to take them probably every day for the rest of my yeah. life, and yeah. it's great. And as you know, like medications... Oh, I mean, I'm on citalopram. Oh, brilliant. And that yeah, yeah. Um, uh, saved my life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally saved my life. I yeah. was. Why, why did it save your life? Well, I was um, a bit of a fuck up forever, really. But um, you know, it 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 would have, well, you know, you, you have waves. It gets worse. It gets better. It gets yeah. worse. It gets better. And it's, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I was doing things that even I thought were crazy that I couldn't rationalise to myself. And 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 the the split between your brain. Yeah, and your body yeah. gets so wide because you know I was doing things and in my head I'd be going, "Don't do that. That's going to be really painful. Oh. Just, that's just completely stupid. Why are you oh. doing? That's really, really stupid." But like, my brain couldn't stop my body doing things, and I used to get on um, and I'd drinking massively everything just to try and you know self-medicating with all kinds of things, and I had my special kebab skewer uh, oh, that I used to dig into oh my arm God. because oh, it really helped. Yeah. It really helped. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it, all it left was like a little freckle. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh my God, you're self-harming. How terrible. Because I genuinely think self-harming up to a point is it's, is a great coping mechanism. It really is. It's so, And, and people don't realise that. Yeah. People think it's just self-mutilation, but yeah. it's not. It's actually... No, no, no. I mean, because there's, there's, there's different types. I don't didn't want anyone to notice. It was just that I knew when I took my kebabs, my friendly kebab skewer, stabbed it into my arm and twizzled it around. You, get, you do, you get a rush of endorphins. You get, And for a little while, everything joins up again. Like, my brain and my body were both the same being. But I was... I got on my, I used to get on my bike and in the middle of the night 
and cycle around Shepherd's Bush roundabout into the into the headlights of oncoming cars. Oh, God. And uh, that was the night before I went to... Because I was always, no, I'll sort it, I'll sort it out. I just, I just don't want to talk to anybody about it because I don't want them to do all this, let's talk about it. Uh, but eventually I went to the doctor and uh, she went, oh, I think you need help. And I was like, And I've been on uh, 40 milligrams of Stalopram uh, a day ever since. And That's brilliant. It's, you know, nobody is not being loony knows how wonderful it is to wake up in the morning and go, oh, this all feels okay. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know? like, 40 milligrams is a lot for... Mm. But, I mean, that's... I am quite a loony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's brilliant. When you find the drug that works for mm. you, like, the SSRIs didn't work for me, but they work for a lot of people, and citalopram's like the frontline drug now, yep. that they, which is just testament to how many yep. people it's helped. And I just think that, you know, there's people like... John Fleming, for instance, who go, I don't believe in Western medicine, and you're a zombie, don't you, John? I am a zombie. <laughs> oh, my, I knew there was something funny. It's the eyes. No, it's the red bull. It's the eyes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna now, have... How can you not believe in Western medicine, but you keep yourself functioning by didn't? A good word, which I think isn't used often enough. You by just, didn't you just of drinking now, red bull. You? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> She's got this word bimbly, she's made it up. How are we, we going to rescue this podcast and have a happy ending? We rise up have to a happy We've got a happy ending, yeah. we're fine. Neither of us yeah. is dead. Yep. Yeah. Well, that dead. might not be a happy ending for some people, <laughs> but it's a happy ending for us. <laughs>